and welcome to episode 208 of Talion's Threat Intelligence podcast. My name is Natalie Page, a Threat Intelligence Analyst at Talion, and in this week's episode I shall be covering recent updates on CLOP and ESXi ARG ransomware, a number of recent actions taken to tackle the onslaught of attacks from Russia, and this week's security update from Apple. First up this week, CLOP ransomware gang has claimed it has breached 130 Fortress clients. This comes after the release of a zero-day remote code execution exploit in Fortra's GoAnywhere software, first flagged by a security journalist on the 2nd of February. The researcher shared the full text of Fortra's security advisory issued a day earlier, which was not accessible from its public website. Rather, users had to create a Fortra account in order to access the vulnerability report, a move that has been roundly criticised by cybersecurity experts. CLOP currently has not provided proof or additional details regarding their claims, but it has emerged that Community Health Systems, a leading healthcare provider in the US, has been impacted by an attack leveraging the Fortress Zero Day. A subsequent investigation has revealed that the resulting data breach affected the personal and health information of up to a million patients. While that investigation is still ongoing, the company believes the Fortra breach has not had any impact on any of the company's information systems and that there has not been any material interruption of the company's business operations, including the delivery of patient care. Klopp utilised a similar tactic in December 2020, when they discovered a zero-day bug in Excellion's legacy file transfer appliance, which led to the theft of a large amount of data from 100 companies worldwide. At the time, the victims received an email demanding $10 million in ransoms to avoid having their data published on the cybercrime group's data leak site. If CLOP follows a similar extortion strategy, we will likely see a rapid release of data for non-paying victims on the threat actor's data leak site in the near future. Fortra released an emergency patch on the 7th of February urging Go Anywhere customers to apply the update to version 7.1.2 as soon as possible, particularly for those customers running an admin portal exposed to the internet. The CISA, meanwhile, has added the flaw to its public catalogue of known exploited vulnerabilities and has ordered all federal civilian executive branch agencies to patch their systems before March 3rd. This week we have also seen the ESXi ARG ransomware continue to cause chaos. More than 500 hosts have been newly compromised in the recent wave of attacks from the ransomware strain. Most of these victims have been located in the UK, France, Germany, Netherlands and Ukraine. The CISA has since stated that the attackers are targeting end-of-life ESXi servers or those that do not have the available ESXi software patch applied. Unfortunately, attackers do not need to scour for new exploits or novel techniques when they know that many organisations are vulnerable to these older exploits. Next up this week, tens of thousands of proxy IP addresses used by the Russian hacktivists in their network traffic flooding events have been publicly released after a recent onslaught of attacks from Killnet Collective targeting healthcare in the US. The DDoSing spree took 14 US hospitals' websites offline in late January. While Killnet's DDoS attacks have been relatively unsophisticated and nuisance level, this mass targeting of healthcare in the US has prompted more action to be taken to protect organisations from this group. Although Killnet's DDoS attacks usually do not cause major damage, they can cause hour-long service outages or even knock websites offline for days. Another factor to consider is how adversary utilise DDoS attacks as a distraction. We've seen many notorious groups utilise DDoS attacks to keep security teams distracted while they deliver their main objective. 
It is highly likely that pro-Russian ransomware groups and operators are working with and supporting the Killnet Collective, meaning entities targeted by the group could likely also be hit with subsequent ransomware attacks. What this does mean is that the IP addresses released as part of the Killnet block list could give additional coverage from these subsequent attacks. For those interested, the Killnet DDoS block list is currently available on GitHub. Towards this crackdown on Russia, just last week, UK and US governments took the rare move of naming and shaming specific individuals known to belong to the Conti and Tripbot ransomware groups, which are linked and often jointly referred to as Wizard Spider. Moreover, the UK and US are now explicitly calling out links between Conti and Trickbot and Russian intelligence services. Officials have sanctioned seven alleged members of the notorious ransomware gangs and published their real-world names, dates of birth, email addresses and photos. In a statement, officials said, By sanctioning these cybercriminals, we are sending a clear signal to them and others involved in ransomware that they will be held accountable. According to the US Treasury, these members were involved in malware and ransomware development, money laundering, fraud, injection of malicious code into websites to steal login details, and managerial roles. As part of the sanctions, the UK froze assets belonging to the ransomware actors and have imposed travel bans on them. Governments have long struggled to handle the growing ransomware threat, in large because many of these criminal groups operate in Russia. The Kremlin provides a safe haven for these individuals as long as they do not target Russian companies. Over the past decade, governments have increasingly called out state-backed hacking efforts from Russia and China and other nations, occasionally even revealing the identities of individual government hackers. But researchers say that the focus on naming individual cybercriminals represents an important shift. We are now seeing these methods increasingly used with ransomware actors, reflecting the growing priorities of cybercrime on national security agendas. While the long-term impact of unmasking ransomware groups is currently unclear, for victims who have faced the disruption and financial devastation of cybercrime, these aggressive new actions from world governments cannot come soon enough. And finally this week, Apple on Monday rolled out a security update for iOS, iPadOS, macOS and Safari to address a zero-day flaw that it is said is being actively exploited in the wild. The vulnerability relates to a type confusion bug in the WebKit browser engine that could be activated when processing maliciously crafted web content, culminating in arbitrary code execution. It's not immediately clear as to how the vulnerability is being exploited in the real world, but it is the second actively abused type confusion flaw in WebKit to be patched by Apple. WebKit flaws are notable for the fact that they impact every third-party web browser that's available in iOS and iPadOS, owing to Apple's restrictions that require browser vendors to use the same rendering framework. That is everything for this week. If you would like to see more, you can check out our LinkedIn page or visit our website, talian.net. Thank you for listening, everyone, and have a fabulous weekend.